Man, you'd think it's Power Five time. All the yeah. all the clothes we got on, man, we're repping. Yeah, seems like it is. Corner, so all all different shades of red, apparently. Yeah. Well, you know, you know how it goes. Um, There's a lot of red teams wow. in the Pac-12. Power so. Five time. Let's say is is this is, the last year we're going to say Pac-12 Power Five in the same sentences? Yes, most likely. Yeah. Well, is, let, it, I guess the question is: Is one of the three of us wearing? the conference champion shirt tonight for who we think is going to win it this year. I guess we're going to find out. I guess we'll find out. I, What's I uh, promise you. Probably not why camp. Why <laughs> <laughs> you might have a shirt on of a team that's in a different conversation. But, you know, yeah. Hey, man. We, well, everybody's getting TV time tonight. Let's do a show. That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal foul. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. These people don't give you. Love you, honey. Oh, the humanity. Um... <laughs> Uh, the Pac 12's dying. <laughs> Who knew? Um, hey, it's not funny. Stop it. Dude. <laughs> Wait, are we just going to start every show with one of those quotes <laughs> from one of those? It just feels like that's where we're I at on, on some days at this point. I hope not. Um, <laughs> it is Sunday, contrary to what I said earlier today, um, when I decided to ask a great question. Um, <laughs> is college basketball still going tonight? <laughs> Can confirm they are not. Uh, yeah, no, they, but I guess we found a prime time they, slot. They'll be <laughs> sorry. They'll, yeah, they'll be um, back on Wednesday at this time, but we're yeah, back dude. normal time it on just, Wednesday. I work today. I felt it felt like a Wednesday. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't yeah. work. I, I've never worked on a Sunday when we've had a show, mm-hmm. and today's yeah. that day. And you know, that is what it is. It um, happens sometimes. You can tell my background's a little messed up. Some of my stuff up there has got knocked down, so I gotta I gotta figure that out. I don't know when that happened. I wasn't but, um, really paying attention to it, to be honest with you. Well, I wanted to bring attention to it um, oh, okay. because I'm selfish. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that wasn't a dig as far as anybody's concerned, <laughs> but it was not. just it was just me being me. So, um, yeah. Well, you'll notice that Colin is missing tonight. Um, he decided to step away for tonight. We'll see if he um, returns for the time being. Not going to put anything more out there, but he stepped away for tonight. We'll see. Um, we just want to wish him well. Uh, I know he's got some personal stuff going on that he's trying to take care of, so I just want to wish him yeah. the best and hope mm-hmm. that uh, we see him back uh, soon. You know, I don't... Absolutely. Take your time, yeah. of course. Do not rush yourself, but but we, we look forward to seeing you back. I think I speak for all of us in saying that. With that said, the show does go on and, and, and must go on. So we're here again, again, on a Sunday, um, ready to go. So why don't we just go right ahead, get right into the show today. Cam, uh, I didn't realize you were a spinner, dude. You might want to, you're like, yeah. <laughs> and Sorry. you're not in the corner Re- today, buddy. You yeah, gotta... readjusting to the big gotta... screen. Got to act your age. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you should. Yeah, Everybody well, should be. Yeah, well, That's my age again. 
do old. Anyways. We got a stat of the day. Why am I even yes. acting like that wasn't – I wasn't even trying to deflect the camper stat of the day, honestly. I was getting ready to go, and then here I was <laughs> yeah. all day bugging Cam about making sure it was ready, and here yes. I am. It's 100% it. ready. Do not stress. Um, nice so Pringles, Cam. Today's – oh, thank you. <laughs> Pickle Rick. Oh, those are pickle ones? Yeah. I really the thought they were going to be sour cream and onion. Wow. That's from crazy. when they had the deal with Rick and Morty. Anyways. Okay. Um, anyways. So today's Pac-12 related stat of the day is, of course, presented by our friends at Stathead. And it's this. So a lot of people have asked in 2015 whether or not Derrick Henry should have won the Heisman. I am one of the people who feels like Christian McCaffrey absolutely got jobbed. Um, and here's a here's an interesting stat. So I did the math. Every time he touched the ball that year, he averaged 9.2 yards. Whereas... Derrick Henry averaged 5.7 yards for every time he touched that ball. And so he was making a huge difference. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Either way, (laughs) McCaffrey, the more and more you see the stats, the more and more you realize Stanford should have a second Heisman. If, if only those voters wants to stay up past three? 9 p.m. Eastern. Dare I say three Heismans? Toby Gerhardt was really good in 09. Yeah. I don't know that. Uh, that hey, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I he got go job the same. And, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, I, I would need to go back Toby and Gerhardt look at that. Probably before. would have been in a better conversation mm-hmm. had they had that. I, I still make the argument 09 in Damakasu. I, I think that that was his. There was no player should ever win the Heisman ever that. again. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine why you would say that, Tyler. Mister Quarterback, I mean, what, shut you, up. <laughs> you've got what? Maybe a selfish interest or something along those lines for very, what? very, oh, okay. very narcissistic. Um, oh yeah, of course. True tendencies. Um, no, I, um, I really do like. Um, I think Charles Woodson was great, but I don't know that there's another defensive player who's going to be able to do that. There's one who's a sophomore right now at the University of Colorado named Travis Hunter that if he plays on both yeah. sides of the ball and has a lot of success, Travis Hunter may be the next one to do it. I think it's possible he's got three years to do so if he's if he sticks around the rest of the time he's got. I can see it. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Toby Gerhardt. We'll we'll take a look into that sometime. How, how sometime. many carry or how many total touches did McCaffrey have in uh, fifteen versus Henry? He Not had, that we're going to relitigate it, but he had four hundred and twenty total touches. Uh, that's not the reason I did the stat, by the way. Pretty nice, though. Um, yeah. Um, whereas Derrick Henry, I forgot to write down the total stats in doing the math. Hold on just a second, though. If it's if it's less, that's that's all that really matters. Is that yeah, it, it? Definitely was less 
However, theoretically speaking, at the more touches that you have, the, the lower your average would typically the be. The lower your average should be. McCaffrey yes. still outdid him by out four yards. Yeah. yeah. So it touch. was a total in it was a total of four hundred and six. Okay, so only about ten, only fifteen more 14 touches. Fourteen off. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen off. But still averaging Average four basically yards. double. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. That's that's unheard of that probably I mean, yeah, never I, I think there were again. a lot of people, you know, and mm-hmm. I think the three of us probably thought that back then too. We've talked th- about it here before. I mean, we, we've discussed that Christian McCaffrey definitely got O's. I think that – I don't know that Derrick Henry was on our running back list, but I know Christian McCaffrey was. Yeah, I don't think he was. We'll have to so, revisit that. That's that's something that we can bring back as uh, at some as point some, off-season some content. Clips. Sorry, yeah. non-playing season content. Um, now it's a quarter. Stop in the swearing jar. on screen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's interesting. That's good to know, though. I'm looking forward to – Coming back to that, maybe. I'm, I'm the, glad the, that Stathead is able to back up that argument. Stathead is great for all things and all things sports. Don't forget that yeah. Stathead owns Sports Reference, um, along with their own pages that really go deep dive into everything. Really, uh, I, I use Racing Reference a lot. I use Sports yeah. Reference College Football a lot. I use I use Pro Football Reference a lot. Um, yeah. I'm always on basketball stat head myself. Yeah. So, yeah. so head, I mean, stat heads working on college football. So of mm-hmm. course we use CFB reference for mm-hmm. all these stats of the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it's covered by the same and mm-hmm. man, it's just, it's such a cool thing. I, I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm really happy to have that partnership. So Me too. with that said, let's move forward. I don't know what the first thing is, so I'm just going to let it pop up and see what it is. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> so, earlier this week, I saw a quote. You say you see what's on the screen. If you don't know what the game is, well, um, shame on you. Um, this is a big part of the game. November, final week of November, just after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Greatest rivalry of all time. Anyways, um, I say that to say that this game should never be moved, and anybody talking about moving the game should um, spend a hundred years in the cellar. Um, At least so they just—they just. They just I'm glad you said cellar instead of gulag. Uh, this feels like it's a crime punishable with jail time. Think honestly, yeah. yeah. Maybe it is. Um, you know, I just. Look, this is what Ryan Day said earlier this week. In quote, I, this is a quote I pulled from an article. I cannot promise, I can't guarantee you where it was from because it wasn't on The Athletic, I don't believe. But it said he said, I think moving the game is something that should at least get consideration. I'm sorry. Here's where I disagree with Ryan Day. But this is where... One, I don't agree at all, but look, man, like you don't, if you're that hard about the rivalry, you're not willing to move it. And like, if that's the game, like you're, you're into the traditions clear. I know Ryan day didn't play in this rivalry. I know he has nothing to do with it. I know he's an outsider coming in and being a head coach here, 
Um, which, while Jim Harbaugh's stats are much more comparable to uh, Earl Bruce and John Cooper, specifically John Cooper, um, Jim Harbaugh was at least in the rivalry. People are talking about Ryan Day being the next John Cooper at Ohio State because of the way his career started as an outsider from the program. Um, and not really, it, it's seemingly, as uh, since the start of the decade, you know, not counting the COVID season, I don't really care what anybody's opinion of the game not being played during COVID season is. Um, you haven't won, and you've lost by an average of 18 and a half points. So, clearly... It's like it just it feels like it's not as important and and your intentions and your goals are much bigger than that but you're not focusing on what's in front of you I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to speak too much on that but that's just where it comes from for me I don't I mean you saw what they did against Michigan you saw what they did against Georgia that was two different games if they did what they had to do against Michigan the first time they probably wouldn't have been playing Georgia until the yeah. national championship yeah so, yeah, I don't really know that I think so, that he is as into this rivalry as he may say he is. Truthfully, yeah, it it definitely you definitely definitely have to question it at least. I mean, the the whole this is only really becoming an issue because, as we've all talked about here. Uh, over the non-playing season, I want to save my quarters here. The opportunity uh, for back-to-back. Yeah, I think that's the only reason this is a conversation. But mm-hmm. look, I I'd rather play it back-to-back. If you're the two best teams, like I'm not I'm not changing a tradition that has been going on for double the majority of people involved's lives. Why would we? Why would you change that? What what I, goal well, is there, and what reason is there to decide to that that's not everything to lose? As far as the tradition goes, look, look at look at what has happened with Bedlam. Bedlam used to always be that last week of mm-hmm. the regular season, and then when the Big Twelve brought back the Big Twelve championship game around 2016, 2017, and the possibility at that time, because both Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State were really good teams, that they could be playing back, uh, back to back in uh, two straight weeks. Whatever I'm trying to say, back to back games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved it around, and it, it just hasn't felt right since then. I think they played mm-hmm. one time well, I mean, in the last week of the season, and that was 2021, and it was an absolute classic. And that's rivalry where Rivalry week is rivalry week. Stop yeah. forcing it to be something else. Oklahoma I mean, and Oklahoma State should be playing on rivalry week. Texas and Texas A&M should be playing rivalry week. Mm-hmm. TCU Baylor should be playing rivalry week. And as right now, none of those three matchups are happening the last week of the regular season this year. Like it, it, it's, and, it's and why? Weird. Like what? What does that and what does that accomplish? I mean, yeah. you're taking away a selling week for college football. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten's not doing mm-hmm. this. The Big Ten's not moving it. Sure, yeah. consider it, I suppose. But why would you consider it? No, nobody else is considering moving their rivalry games. Nebraska and Iowa aren't changing theirs. No. Why? Why you would know, you... USC UCLA aren't changing theirs? I guarantee why, you that. Why would you take away the top? bid like the first game picked off the schedule every single year ohio state michigan it's always picked up by fox 11 a.m saturday after thanksgiving whatever day that corresponds to you know it's going to be joel clatt and gus johnson on the call ever since they they got the exclusive rights and it was no longer 
uh, ABC could could pick it up and, and broadcast it. Uh, it's it's been that way now, going back five, six, seven, some odd years, and yep. and so that's the tradition that we've got. I I think it would be even if it's week ten or week eleven, which is what you know Ryan Day has has said about potentially you know moving it up a couple weeks. It's still going to be fought for as the biggest game, but is it going to be getting the same number of views, like the same rating, like it does? in that time slot, the Saturday after I just, Thanksgiving? I don't think it will. I just think that that weekend is so big for college football, and that's when yeah. every, all eyes are on it. This is your – this is – right now, this is your, your shot to punch your ticket to the playoff. This is where you do it, is that game. I know the divisions going away changes that a little bit, and the 12-team playoff changes that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But for the time being, that this game is that shot. I don't, I don't, I really don't understand why it should move. And maybe, maybe I'm falling on deaf ears. Maybe I'm one of the few fr- who's actually involved in this rivalry every weekend or every year, you know, on, on that Saturday. Yeah. But like, I just, I cannot see and, and excuse that to move from what I've always known. It's always been at noon ever since 2006. It's been a noon kickoff. Mm-hmm. Every year, and because yeah. 06 ended at night and ended up being a little, a little sketchy after that game in Columbus, and they they made the pack there. It was going to be a noon game every single year. There will not be a prime time kickoff for that game ever. It's it's like Texas Oklahoma. They don't do. I think they've done one 3:30 Eastern kickoff in the, going say, back at the same time. Done. But it's <laughs> it's, it's always it's always mm-hmm. noon. I remember. Yeah, I, I just, think I remember they yeah. did one one year. It was a three thirty for whatever reason. I think it was like twenty seventeen or something like that. Um, Maybe. But I, just, I can't see that. No, but they I, also I, play in October before yeah. the time change, which the mm-hmm. time change is the biggest reason for that. I mean, I'm sure they yeah. could play a little later in the day if if they played in September or October. But guess yeah. what? I don't want that. So no. And I, I don't really think that anybody involved in this rivalry wants that either. I've seen comments from fans on both sides, and I know that both sides are pretty adamant on it staying right where it's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because especially now, like, it's, it's just bragging rights. It's not really a playoff spot on the line. Um, yeah. I, I do wish that Colin was able to, to join us tonight uh, because I know he's got, you know, definitely, I, I would think at least the same kind of perspective on this as we do, uh, yeah. just as an Ohio State fan. And, and he said on the record here on the show multiple times, if you can't win the Michigan-Ohio State, if you can't win the game, you know, he doesn't believe that you should be in the discussion for the playoff or for the, the conference title. So he, he's not a fan mm-hmm. of, you know, possibly playing it back-to-back weeks, but he's also not a fan of, of having a rematch like the right the, the week right after. Yeah, I uh... – I just don't know, man. I, I think this is uh, I this is a product like, of the new world of college football, but I just I, I rivalry week should not change. Um no. it's just it's such a it's it's such a good time of the year. I mean, quite literally, that is one of the best weeks of the year. You've got Thanksgiving week, which starts with college basketball, uh preseason tournaments, mm-hmm. the Maui and uh all those great, great yeah. tournaments that yeah. are there. Yeah. And then you get into the weekend, you get the Thursday night, and you get the Egg Bowl every year. You get the Friday, which will ho- have Texas and Texas Tech this year, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah. And I probably mean, next year it's going to be Texas A&M, Texas, if I were to guess. Yeah. That may, that may be – to its that, traditional spot. I was going to say, that should be played Thanksgiving proper. 
on Thanksgiving night. Oh, okay. I think they moved the Egg Bowl back to either Saturday or Friday. Because uh, no it used to be that they would play it either on Black Friday or on Thanksgiving night. Uh, they've done that in the past for the Lone Star uh, shootout. Now, when uh, this year, I know that another Black Friday game, TCU Oklahoma, is, is going to be played, and that just that that feels off to me as well. You know, like that doesn't feel like it should be the last game of the no, year. Honestly. No, honestly, no, no. Feels like I, a great season matchup. It, it feels like a great like early November or late October matchup. But yeah. yeah. When Anyways. when conference games really start to matter, that that would make sense. But yeah, yeah. I know like. Traditionally, in-state rivalries should be, should be your final game, or just your biggest rival at all. Of yeah, all. yeah, should like, be your I final game. There's a reason. Rivalry. There's a reason. I'm up on that final Saturday of the month in November, and I'm quite literally, unless we're playing at the same time, I'm going from my Michigan jersey to my South Carolina jersey, and I'm repping both sides of that. Yeah. It's just because I'm a huge like, like I'm all in for those two teams. They're like I've got collections of things. I have an Auburn helmet sitting there. I'm not an Auburn fan. I like the helmet, so I bought it. But this this is a this is a Utah shirt that I'm wearing for Pac-12. I'm not a Utes fan. I went to the Coliseum, watched USC Notre Dame, biggest rivalry game I've ever seen in person. I got a jersey because I was there, yeah. and I could. So you know, like it's just. I'm all, I'm all for having things that really remind you of, of what you've done and what, where you've been. The, and and I just always gather like little mementos of things that I've done. So for me, this is kind of one of them. And I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So, and, and in this new era of college football, the more that things are changing, the more we really do need a whole lot of things that have always been done to stay the same. The, if we take too many of the things that we appreciate and love about the sport and change it all up, you know, change the date of Ohio state, Michigan, change the date of the iron bowl. Then if we're going to do that, like what, what does it even matter? Why, you know, we've got as, as college football fans, Thanksgiving weekend and new year's, new year's day. Those are the two most sacred times of the year for college football fans because of the importance of the rivalry week and the importance of the bowl games that have always been played on New yep. Year's Day. You know, if we're going to throw all that away, then what does it even matter? Why are we even doing this? Why are we playing a season at that point? Yep. I'm right there with you. <laughs> we'll move on. And um, PJ Fleck had became the center of attention at Big Ten Media Days and um, really – followed up the Jim Harbaugh suspension perfectly with um, his own hazing allegations that come mm. out against him from what I have gathered to be disgruntled former players who were let go from the team um, mm-hmm. yeah. and just upset and trying to start a firestorm on him. Um, a lot of these things were not as big a deal as people made them out to be. Um allegations of things like a fleck bank and um, mm-hmm. a few other things. I can't remember what all came across it's, there, it's, but yeah. it was just like. So the, the fleck bank oh, was, well, yeah. So this is according to the athletic, uh, which was citing a report from front office sports, uh, mm-hmm. former Minnesota players detailed an alleged system where players could accumulate goodwill through, as you said, a fleck bank 
started by Fleck and avoid punishment for failing a drug test or other violations. Additional allegations included former players calling his program, quote, a cult and Fleck reportedly using intense physical activities and workouts to discipline players is what is being alleged at least. Uh, Fleck then told reporters, we don't use physical activity to discipline our players at the University of Minnesota, and we've never done that. Now, I don't know if that doesn't mean that he did it at Western Michigan or anything like that. I would imagine that's that's not the case, but he's at least addressing what has happened since he took over at Minnesota in, in the, the around 2017, right? Right after that undefeated season, regular season at Western Michigan. I mean, a lot of these came from former Minnesota players. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this was pretty pretty quick. I, I think they were, yeah, pretty much right in that first first group that he had, and and he, like he said, like yeah, they didn't 20. they didn't fit into the system, and they and they weren't willing to, so he let them mm-hmm. go, and they are now coming back, of course, because you can follow up, you know, one man's trash is another man's trash. Um, the Pappas Gerald situation mm-hmm. at Northwestern and be like, Oh, we can, we can get something out of this. Um, I don't know that anything's coming out of this. None of this stuff no. seems look, it, there, there was a time. It, it feels like as quickly as the story popped up, it has kind of just not, well, the, not been the, the more and more you read about it though. The more and more it's just, there was a time, like something that happens in football programs. There was a time where some of these things would not have even been batted an eye at. Um, yeah. A fleck bank, for example, because it was not... It really... I don't believe that was even coming across as, like, real currency. Like, it was something that he would no. give out as, like, a, a, a reward for good performance, good, good disciplinary action and school, things like that. And then... Um, if you made a mistake, you gave it like you paid it back. But it, I don't think that I don't think you just paid off drug tests and no, things like that. No. Like that so, seems yeah. like it's a little more convoluted. Yeah. So if this uh, it's is, not like that one NBA player whose test came back pregnant, right? <laughs> you know yeah, right. About? Exactly. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. Uh, so this is what this says. Fleck explained the Fleck Bank was an analogy he used mostly in 2017 and 18. So that is, uh, he did take over right after that undefeated regular season. Two years. Yeah. Uh, He said, to explain how the more players invest in the program, the more they'll get out of it. No Mm -hmm. coins or currency existed or were ever exchanged. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I even heard that too. So like, look, it just, it felt like he is, it really seems like they twisted the words and tried to get it. But look, the guy, the guy built a really good culture. At Western Michigan, he built a really good culture at Minnesota and weeded out the ones who did not want to be a part of that culture. I see no problem. I really don't. This is called program building and program management, and he did both of them very well. He's done both of them very well, and there's a reason Minnesota continues to succeed. They may not be quite as good this year, but at least they're going to continue to stick on the morals, and that's what's important. Unfortunately, um, for the ones making these claims, I'm not trying to say that your claims are false, um, because I'm sure there's probably going to be more of a thorough look into this and see really what's happening. But if these are incorrect and false, I mean, it do puts something you in better. a bad light. Do do something better with yourself, honestly. Um, 
It's just it's like the key. It's like keyboard warriors, you know, talking about quarterbacks and and guys who who make mistakes during the game. It's it's the same thing here. Like like you you mess it up for yourself and and don't go after him for holding you accountable for it since he's a, clearly the first one who has. Yeah, I was bottom saying, line I mean, of any of that. You know, if, if you're criticizing somebody, and we all know that you wouldn't do any better out there. You, you just got to shut up. Like you might say it privately, but don't put it out there for all the world to see and mock you for really. Well, you know, if you put out false things, um, there's this thing called karma. <laughs> yeah. It comes around. It does. Bottom line. It definitely does. The last news related topic before we get into the recruiting rundown, which I am dreading. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was reports that Talia Tagovailoa was offered $1.5 million to transfer by a certain SEC team. Who could it have been? Now, I'm not here to throw that question out there. Um, I would say if it's Florida, it's probably a good thing he stayed so the check didn't bounce. Um, <laughs> sorry. It, it, it's what am uh, I what Danny, am I gonna do here, man? I, what do you he want might have me? wound up at ASU. I'd take him at ASU. Well, you know, I, you he'd know, have I, to go through Miami he, too. But yeah, if if we're being honest, and I, I know there's some some that might disagree with my take on it, at least, but I said it's very likely that somebody was asking him to come back and and come back home essentially because. They they desperately could use a player with his kind of talent back there before he um, left for Maryland. I I think it's very possible that it was a it's possible certain, certain I mean, elephant look, branded school in the SEC look, West. I, no, don't don't even cryptically say it. It's Alabama. That's who you're talking about. Yeah, and it's possible. I mean, it's it's certainly plausible that they realized the error when they decided to go strictly the Bryce Young route, put all their eggs in that basket. Now he's gone. Now they don't have a quarterback and now they're wishing they might've stuck with their guy or at least tried to keep him around in some way or form. Yeah. He did. He left. He wanted to play somewhere else. I would assume somebody else um, went after him and, but, but I'm not even trying to talk about who it is because I don't know. I don't care. Um, I just, this is just the way this is. That's the game that's being played right now is yeah. who 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 puts out the most money and who's willing to take it. It's not loyal, it's not loyalty. It's it's no. what can I give you to come come over here. That's all you, al- you almost said come work for me. And and that's what it's going to be. That that's I mean it's it's almost like you're, you know, you've got multiple employers seeking your talents. And it's really just a bidding war of who's who's got the most. It's the wild west of, yeah, of, yeah, absolutely. of employment, and, which we're not calling employment. And at no, this point, no. you might as well. You might as well get mm-hmm. on that road. But, yeah. you know, don't let me get too far ahead of the curve. I'll just tell you I told you so. Um, <laughs> and nobody else could have been right about that later on. Um, but it's just, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I can't. Spot on truth. Uh, oh, I mean, you know, it's kind of like certain leagues with luxury tax <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that don't implement a salary cap. And then you watch them go and buy a lot of things to then have a sub 500 record this far in the year and then trade their best pitcher over to Texas. Um, wow. What, what, when did this become fire- I, I was about to say, when did this become a fireside baseball reunion show, baby? I mean, 
<laughs> if you wanted me to gush about Max Scherzer, why didn't you just sell me before the show? Well, I didn't. I was just okay. saying. I, I was actually. It was more so me taking a dig at the Mets because I can. But you know, take it how you want. There, there's care. there's always a dig to be taken at the Mets. Likely, <laughs> <laughs> very likely. Um, but yeah, th this is. Yeah, I man, mean, this I this shouldn't be surprising to anybody based on what we saw last off season with how much was being reportedly offered to Jordan Addison. I mean, it. it it and that he's he was a receiver now. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a really good receiver. He did a lot of good things at both Pitt and USC. But the fact that you know he was getting you know kinds of offers like this, and you know, not even a quarterback was getting that kind of money, it, it really just shows you how how wild things really truly are in the wild, wild west. What if they're just saying it's an SEC team? What if it's a future SEC team? What if Oklahoma forked over some greenbacks or was trying to, anyways? Well, I, the thing Dylan, I'm not saying Dylan Gabriel's not good. I'm just saying, I mean, I think Talia is better than Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. They also have Jackson Arnold waiting in the wings, and they can, you know. Well, yeah, but Talia is gone after this year. I mean, he's going to yeah. go to the draft this year. You have to almost expect that. Yeah. So. I, I don't think that it's far fetched to say that it could have been, but hey, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We we really don't know. We'll never know who sure, it really yeah. was because, I mean, if he was gonna say who it was, he would have said it when he said it. Alabama offered me one point five or Oklahoma. Kind of like what Narduzzi's doing, kind of just talking but not really. Yeah, backing really it up with with. Well, uh, I mean, talking but not being willing to say it. Because maybe he had that conversation with them. I don't know. Talk is cheap. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we can go to recruiting rundown now and discuss some of that funness that we've seen. And it's been a lot. So it's going to start with Florida State. They land five-star cornerback Charles Lester over Colorado. That's a big-time gift for Florida State. Yeah. Not a whole lot more to say there. Perry Thompson, a wide receiver from Alabama, flips from Alabama to Auburn, of all things. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty hey, big because that's you just a, in that's that rivalry a big win for Auburn for one. And that, that rivalry man, you, you don't never really see a flip like that. No, ever. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good for Auburn. Perry Thompson, name to probably watch out for. I think he's going to have a pretty successful college career. Aaron I, I Scott. Gonna say, I was going to say which which school do you like the quarterback situation at better? I know it's not for this year, but um, future probably Alabama. I, mm -hmm. I like Ty Simpson. I think that once he actually becomes a starter, it's not going to be a problem at all. But until he is a starter, it's there's some questions. Yeah. Um, Peyton Thorne's not going to be there forever, and you got to wonder who, who Hugh Freeze is going to go get uh, next. So, yeah, just a lot of question marks at Auburn in the future. But I think that for for the time being, I think I think that's a good place. Maybe he wanted to go to Auburn to begin with. Maybe he wasn't liking Brian Harson, and then decides mm -hmm. to flip now that Hugh Freeze mm -hmm. is there. You yeah. never know. There's that's a lot of possible. things that could have, could have went into this. Very yeah. understandable. Uh, Aaron Scott, this is a commitment I've been waiting for um, so I can stop holding out hope. I don't have to anymore. He went to Ohio State, which is just fine. I wish him the best. He, was, he says commitment day for his dad's birthday. His dad's an Ohio State fan. Kind of knew that was coming. Four-star offensive lineman Isaiah Garcia commits to Utah. He is the top offensive lineman in the state, and I believe he might be one of the top-rated recruits in the state. 
of Utah and decides to stay home. Over the likes of, I believe it was Oregon and USC, but I could be mistaken there. Um, so forgive me if I if I might be wrong on that. But staying home, good get for Kyle Whittingham. Really, yeah. really uh, exciting for them to continue to have mm-hmm. that kind of success and and be able to continue to get offensive yeah. linemen. They're they're producing really good offensive lines. Like they're not yes. still more award caliber, but they are continuously solid and continuously sound and in, they in play. They play well as a unit. They're one of those offensive lines where it's like they're never going to have the best guard, tackle, or center. But as a unit, they just play well. They're very solid for what they're wanting to do offensively, especially Mm -hmm. when you add in how well they're able to to recruit in tight ends. I mean, you've seen Kincaid just, you know, in the last draft go to Buffalo late in the first round. Grant Keithy, who didn't play all last year, is also a very solid tight end. And, is supposed to be coming back from injury this year and, and maybe having another big year for them. They're, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it. We'll talk more about it when we get to Utah. We will. Four-star linebacker Christopher Jones is heading to Georgia. Shocking. <laughs> getting another top blue chip prospect. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not even surprised. Good for them. Um, good for him. I, I, I mean, look, I, I'm not trying to be down about any of this, but it's like, it seems like we talk about the same team. So I'm, I am happy to talk about Utah. I am happy to talk about Auburn. I'm happy to talk about Colorado, uh, Florida State getting somebody. And even yeah. Colorado being in the running. Like, I, I don't want to talk about the same teams every single time we do these, but the blue yeah. chips continue to go to these places. So we'll we'll discuss things at a later time with that. But for now, that's, that's all we have for recruiting. So thanks for that TED Talk. We'll uh, finally move forward. And um, – I guess we'll get right into the Pac-12 season preview. So let's just go ahead and I'm going to do this a little differently than I did last time. I don't know why I'm holding my nail clippers. I don't know what I'm doing. But, you know. <laughs> what in the... What a start. That is a good question. <laughs> um, he was he was clipping his toenails before the show. I saw him. No. <laughs> Uh, nor would I do that on camera. Not to say I don't clip my. T- we don't need this conversation, bro. Come on, man. I want to end the up more you another- try, feet dude, the more you dude, try to like- explain, the bigger the hole keeps being dug. It's like I I always end up in these positions where like I know something's gonna be pulled for a short. So I'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok when this is up there because I know it's coming. Somebody's gonna put it up there. Just- <laughs> Casually drinks water. I don't even remember what the one that we were supposed to clip from the last episode was. That's the sad thing. <laughs> oh, if you watch through, you'll find one. We'll I find there, yeah. there, there was multiple. There's probably going to be a couple clips week. of me saying something really. Oh, the Plaxico Burris. Yeah. I have that in the long. That clip. does not need to be clipped. <laughs> I, I have it in a long clip already. Don't yeah, worry. but that doesn't need to be its own thing. That was probably yeah. a little too far um, for Michigan State fans. Um. So we're doing things differently today, apparently. Not really. Um. Yes, a little bit. Now. So, look, I'm just going to kind of go back to last year for just a, a split second. Utah is coming off back-to-back championships. They are not the favorites. I, I mean, it's very clear they're not the favorites. As a matter of fact, I don't know that a lot of people have them in their top four or top five, which makes me feel kind of like I felt last year. Where they might win it again. 
Yeah, like it was so, but last year was kind of obvious. Like they were bringing a lot back. They were still really. Yeah. I mean, are they are they not doing the same thing again this year, though? I mean, think yeah. about this for a minute. They're bringing back Cam Rising. I know. I know. But they're bringing back Cam Rising. They are bringing back Brant Keithy. They're bringing in Micah Pittman, who is a very good wide receiver. Yeah. Who's going to complement that well. They continue to have really good running backs and a really good offensive line. The defense never gets questioned at Utah, and it really shouldn't be questioned. No, Very the only well. thing that they're going to miss defensively, because it's it's really tough to play replace a uh, a key player like Clark Phillips. That's, that that's one thing. That, I mean, it is. I know they're hard. Good. I mean, what what I, are they? Hot take. I think that that secondary might be better though, because last year they replaced like four or five starters in that secondary. Whereas this year they have four or five starters returning, which is scary. They have three, um, but three? one okay. of them is not even a starter, but they do bring in uh, Miles Battle from Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. They have um, Travis Broughton, Cole Bishop, and um, Sione Vaki, who I think all those guys are going to be good. I, this is not a... They're not bad. I mean, they're not – they're all experienced. They're all juniors and seniors, and I just feel like when you when you talk about Morgan Scaly, that's that's what he does. He, he develops, and, they, and when they're about ready to start, if they that's haven't been perfect. starters before, they come in and they play well, and they all have playing time already. So, man, I, I have a hard time seeing this Utah team just falling off. I, I mean, I'm not saying they're a pick to win, for me, um, I'll be straightforward with you. They're not, but let's not act like they're just not a part of this yeah. conversation. And let's not act like they're going to go eight and four. Uh, if they do, it's because their schedule's a little tougher this year. I mean, they do have. They welcome Florida in week one on a Thursday have, night, well, and so, then they're yeah, at me, Baylor, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So Florida on a Thursday night in Salt Lake. I don't know that I'm really worried because uh, no. Florida's got a lot of things they're breaking in. But at Baylor, that's interesting. That that brings some question. And mm-hmm. then they get – you go a couple weeks later, they go at Oregon State. And then two games after that, at USC in a stretch of USC and Oregon. Yeah. Um, split Oregon by Hall, Arizona yeah. State. And then you get at Washington, at Arizona, and Colorado, who may not be that bad at the end of the year. Look, Utah's not got an easy schedule, and that may lead yeah. to an 8-4 and four season. But remember – Remember this, all right? Because I hate this. I hate it every time I hear it. Your record's not what you say, what it says you are, okay? Eight and four with that schedule is not really eight and four. That's probably a 10 and two team with anybody else's schedule, but you're playing the best of the best in your conference. Yeah. That's hard. That's a tough thing to do. Um, And a conference typically beats itself up. I'll say this. If they can, I mean, there's there's definitely some – Hurdles for Utah. Let me, you just well, look, I mean, they did fraudulently make the conference championship last year. Okay, um, I did some digging. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the tiebreaker is a little hazy to me. I did some digging on why they were able to go. So it really it comes down to because it wasn't just uh, Utah and Washington and Oregon being all with the same record. I think uh, UCLA was in there involved somehow as well. Um, they they needed UCLA to 
to beat Cal, which they did, uh, in order for it to be the best record among the three teams in like common games that they played. So Oregon lost to Oregon State and Washington. Those were their two conference losses. Uh, Oregon Pac-12 State will have some funky ones. Yeah, they, they really so, do. If you go in order, there were three seven and two teams, mm-hmm. and somehow Utah was sitting fourth in all of that, and still won the conference. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things because they were there were three seven and two teams, like you said, mm-hmm. Washington and Oregon. The head to head doesn't matter uh, outside of eliminating Oregon, I believe, because of that since uh, even though Utah lost to Oregon, it was the best, best record among games that all three teams played. And that went to Utah because even though Utah and Washington both lost to UCLA, Utah beat Arizona state and Washington did not. If, if that makes any sense, somehow, some way no. that the, I know no. I'm, I'm telling you, it doesn't shout, to me either. Shout out to the somebody, Pac-12 somebody in one of those, one of the Stanford or Cal math professors must have put together yeah. the the Pac-12 tiebreaker formula because it doesn't make sense to me either. But that's essentially what it comes down to. I will say, recruiting in the Pac-12, not dead. Uh, Ten teams in the top fifty last year uh, in the last cycle. The two outside were Washington State and Cal. Um, which were 63 and 87, respectively. Um, Cal's never been known for great recruiting classes. Yeah. I, I was a little surprised by Washington State being so low, but I mean, I I'm think it was because they not, went with a lot of transfers, right? Honestly, it's, it's, it's well that in the 23 it, cycle. I don't know. Um, but maybe it could have been. I don't know. And, and honestly, that is an improvement in the recruiting at Washington State. Because like even when Leach was there, they would never bring in the biggest or the or the best recruits. Like it's always been a program whenever it's good where they've developed well. Yeah. Um, my favorite coaching move in the off season. Now Coach that I'm Prime? seeing it, um, I'm, I'm I'm excluding that. Okay. Uh, Jake's Pavidal, offensive coordinator at Cal. Mm-hmm. That's no, my that's favorite. That's my favorite non-head coach and and just overall coordinator move. From um, for, former Texas State coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Offense was not the problem there. No, it never no, has J- been. Jake Spavidal was, but Jake, I think Jake Spavidal is better. Um, and I actually think offense was part of the problem last year. Remember, they lost twenty to thirteen to a Colorado team who gave up forty-four point five points per game. Um, so offense was a problem. Let's not let's let's not play that game. It, it was, yeah. And there's a reason that they decided that they needed to make a move because clearly, um, we we're we we're talking about Texas State's offense not being the problem, not Cal, yeah. Because they're when the most wins. points you score, um, yeah. you Cal's get over forty offense. once and over thirty twice. Yeah, that's a little bit of a problem. No. Yeah, no, we were saying Texas State's offense wasn't the yeah, issue. Yeah, with, with Spavos. That, well, if that's what you were saying, that makes sense because yeah. it sounded like you were yeah, – the way no, you no. followed that up was – Cal's offense has been trashed the past yes, few years. Yes, very. And that's so, and, and even with Jack Plummer at quarterback, Yeah, I mean, Jeff Brom went out of his way to get Jack Plummer to come back. 
Mm-hmm. Let's not yeah. forget that situation. Jack yeah. Palmer wanted wanted to go play for Jeff Brom again because he knows that system. Yeah. And he knows it's going to be successful and they're going to have success. And I, I didn't even realize Jake Spavlo. I might have to relook into that cow, my cow record. They, they might be a bull eligible team. I was going to say, and, and with bringing in uh, former TCU backup quarterback Sam Jackson, fifth, I think they're going to. I watched him in the spring game. He was looking really good. I hope that it does translate as opposed to, you know, just the spring game setting. But I'm excited because, you know, to try to at least get to, to watch some some glimpses of them this year. You know, that, that offense was, you know, and, and for Cal last year, they would have made a Notre Dame 0-3 if they had just been able to do a little bit more offensively. Their mm-hmm. defense was, was shutting mm-hmm. down you know, Notre Dame before they finally yeah. figured out what they that needed to be doing to find has success. Been really good the past few years. Yeah. yeah. Since Wilson got Cal. there. Help yeah. the team, man. Yeah. All right. So as we as we unfortunately have to do, we, we go bad news first in the show. Um we, we rip off the band aid. The worst team in the Pac twelve will be Stanford. I have Stanford as well. I want to take one look before I solidify my words here and solidify your guys' take being wrong. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to agree. I just not enough returning. The, this is kind of a, a bone dry team. David Shaw really kind of gave up at the end, and um, it's going to take some work. But they got a really good. Uh, recruiting class coming in for their standards and 24, which I think is going to really build. So give Troy Taylor time. I know they will. Yeah. Stanford's going to be at a good spot. So, but this year they are be, the worst team in 2023. Yeah. This year's um, going to be rough. They're in the bottom five in terms of returning production from mm-hmm. last year, 35% uh, both offensively yeah. and defensively uh, are in the bottom five as well in terms of uh, across yeah. the FBS, not just, you know, last in the Pac-12, you know, one of the last in the P5 ranks uh, and bottom five among all FBS schools. Yeah, and and the realistic, unfortunate nature of college football as well as a school like Stanford where academics still aren't the end-all, be-all. Like, mm-hmm. it's really, 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 really tough to hit the portal well. Yeah. Yep. All so, right. Player of the year in the Pac-12. I'm gonna allow everybody else to go first. I kind of wanna, kind of wanna go last. Cam, Cam, I'll let you go first. You get the big boy chair. You get to go first this week. I'm a big kid now. Um, anyways, um, as you guys know, I'm a more defensive guy, and so I'm gonna give a defensive guy a shout out here. I gotta go with Cole Bishop. Of uh, the Utah Utes. I think he's going to help that secondary and that whole Utes defense continue to do what we always see them do under Whittingham. Be one of the best coached, one of the best playing, one of the most technical defenses in the country. And we're going to see him win player of the year. My player of the year for the Pac-12. You're not even trying to be right. <laughs> no offense. Okay, that's fine. Oh, well. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's fine. I, I mean, I'm not being... Yeah, okay. My player of the year for the Pac-12 
is a name that's going to be very familiar for a lot of college football fans. Oh, great. One of the best quarterbacks in the conference, which doesn't narrow it down intentionally. He's going to have a really good season. He's going to be in the discussion for the Heisman Trophy yet again. And he's going to lead his team to a conference title and maybe even a spot in the college football playoff. That's Oregon quarterback Bo Nix. How dare you, bro? Come on. No. Dude. I've been doing this for five years, <laughs> hyping this guy up, and you're going to steal that from me? Well, no at least way, I dude. didn't steal him. <laughs> I love this show so much, y'all. No, bro, that, that's not even right. Oh my hey, god! Okay, it's 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 fun because you, you nobody knew where I was going to go with that one. So, All right. so, swiper, no swiping. <laughs> oh, swiper, a hundred percent swiped here <laughs> for five years. Five years, I have been saying Bo Nix is going to enter the Heisman race. I've done it five years straight. Even, even from well, probably not five. What twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, it was probably the first year I really did this. I, I pulled this game out, that's, and I that's five years. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, with the COVID year. It's been a little while, though, either way. <sighs> he was in the Heisman conversation for a long time last season. I know. Damn. Um... <laughs> and the sad thing is I don't even have him on my fantasy team, I don't think. I can't remember. No, Cam if... does. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Um, I'm going to go. Dude, that's that's just unfortunate, is what that is. Um, <laughs> we can have a double up. I mean, there's no no rules that say we all have to take different players. I, I know, but I feel like I have I, to. I understand um, the appeal, though, especially in a conference like this. Where yeah, there's there's no, some, like there's, I, I really, I really feel like I have to go a different route, and because Cam didn't go with the other quarterback, I, I feel like I really have to. I try not um, to take the obvious answers. We all know that. I was to say when you. I know you try, but I figured all three of us would have a different answer. Um, I'll go we Caleb did. Williams, I suppose. Um, yeah, and that's sad because I mean, I but figured I, anybody was going to go. Cam would go with Penix. Yeah, I I was. I was going to go Bo Nix because I thought you both were going to go Williams and and Penix, and then I was like, oh okay, Bo Nix would be where I'm at anyways. Which is fine because I've been trying to sell it for five years, so I figured maybe I'm good at this by now. I didn't even get a chance. <laughs> I feel like I sold it pretty well. I know I it, was, it was shtick from you, like that, that was real for it's, me. No, no, it's not shtick. I wouldn't have said I, it right there. Don't then. you fuck I, with my feelings, bro? No, Come on. I would, hey, I would. You, you You're know, we, you put together a graphics package. You know what I feel about this team. I, know, I wouldn't have dude, said if I don't my believe what strings, I. Bro. If I didn't I, believe in what I was saying, I wouldn't say it, Tyler. I'm not somebody you, that just does this for the clicks. Like you have to what this don't call me and tell me it's raining, buddy. I, <laughs> I know what you're keep doing. Keep in mind, I come, come into on, this. Man. I come into this segment expecting to pick last, so I don't think of the obvious answers. Son of a bitch. I, okay. I like, well, I like Caleb Williams, pick, I suppose. Um, honorable mention. 
I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give a couple honorable mentions. This conference is full of them. I'm just gonna yeah, give a couple. Um, Michael Penix is definitely Penix. one, but I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna step away from the the quarterback position for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Cowing at Arizona. Yes. Um, but I could also talk about the quarterback, uh, Jaden Delora at Arizona yes. as well. So not yeah. to go back to quarterbacks, but a lot just, of Arizona's offense could. No, no, the just Delora and just Cowing. Those are the only two for me. Um, Gag me with a spoon for saying that. I will say um, Dorian Singer at USC could be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could also see – I could see um, – who's I thing of? I'm not going to go Romo Dunes, but I am going to go with um, uh, Jalen McMillan yeah. at Washington. I mm-hmm. think he could be up there. I'm not saying these to say I'm right, by the way. So if, no. if the end of the season comes around, I went with Caleb Williams. But I'm saying these because these are legitimate guys to watch out for. This conference yeah. is full of them. You need to know who's in this conversation and probably could be. Yeah. Um, Jaquindon Jackson. Jaquindon mm-hmm. Jackson. From Utah. And I would also say Jaden Ott at Cal. Uh, mm-hmm. If Cal's really good, I'm really going it after the running back position as why. Yeah. Um, if it's not Sam Jackson fifth. Also on my uh, – fantasy team yeah and then i I feel like it'd be wrong to not put travis hunter in this conversation if colorado has a lot of success i I could i would think he would have a good amount to do with it playing both sides i'll give you another running back carson Steele from ucla transferred in from ball state i think he could be if ucla i think uh, he's going to be integral at the very beginning of this season um Mm -hmm. but i don't know that he has the same effect that Charbonnet had uh, yeah. during his time there. And I don't know it's that, to replace that. I, I don't know that the quarterbacks don't carry the weight and make this a balanced offense. I, I really think that I was telling you BJ on the phone on, on when I was coming home from work that I really do like any of the three quarterbacks at UCLA starts, whether it's, yeah. whether it's Schley, whether it's Garbers, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, not Davis, um, Why am I? Why am I struggling? Why did I, why did I fall off the the wheels here? Dante, Dante Moore. Moore yeah. um, wh- whoever starts at UCLA, I think is going to be good enough that they don't need to just rely on Carson Steele. I think they're going to for the first couple weeks out of habit because you don't really know. If it's yeah. Ethan Garbers, don't even worry about that. That yeah. um, that kind of getting used to it period because it, yeah. they're going to go in, they're going to go full send all the way. That's why Ethan Garbers is kind of my favorite at this point. To start, not saying he will, but Garbage is really good. I, I have a lot of faith in him. So Carson Steele is not a guy I put on there, but I could I could see why. Um, yeah, Travis Hunter. Um, oh, one more guy, one more guy from Colorado. Have to put him on the list. It'd be it'd be a shame not to. Uh, and it's not who you think. It's Jimmy Horn Jr., uh, wide receiver at Colorado. Another really good guy. Really good pickup from USF. Mm-hmm. In the transfer portal, so that's that's yeah. enough of that. That's enough of me <laughs> throwing out a bunch of names again. Caleb Williams is my pick, but I, I wanted to get a lot of guys that do. Um, that they deserve it. All of them do. So 100%. that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, I no longer have to do best chance at a New Year's Six bid, so that's good. <laughs> um, but I suppose we can do best chance at college football playoff out of this group, and. You can legitimately um, make a few different arguments for, for this. 
You really could. I don't know. I, I you can that. throw a blanket over the top three, essentially. For you that. could throw you could throw a three. You could maybe even potentially four. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd put Utah in that conversation yeah. as a four. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But we, it, it's maybe, maybe not. Maybe not the best chance at a New Year's Six. I, I think I think it's like a. Know, the, that's like, definitely a dark horse. Type if if it would the, with this, what you just mentioned a little bit ago with the schedule. Even if they get through it with two losses and they win the conference yet again, maybe, maybe it, re- well, it would take some conference. It, it would it would it would, it would take six. some some can some cannibalizing. Well, I'm not talking New Year's Six. We're talking playoffs. Yeah, but, we're talking playoffs. Okay, playoff. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, it would I don't take some anarchy for sure, here. but yeah, yeah. That's a weird I, one. Uh, we'll leave that alone. I don't think that's a good question to ask. Um, <laughs> But what is a good question to ask is a Dark Horse Conference Championship team um, to where I really don't know that. So Utah is obviously out um, just due to their two in a row. It's kind of hard. And and returning a lot, I'm going to take Utah out of that conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to defer away from USC, Washington, and Oregon. Yeah. The rest are up for grabs. So I'm curious who gets taken. Um, but yeah. And, and um, I know uh, that I messaged both of you guys um, in this conference, fourth through about 10th is the biggest fluster cluck of all time, for lack of better terminology. I like that terminology. I guess I can go first with my dark horse. Yeah, um, whoever wants it. I mean, I've, I've been beating the train, the bandwagon, talking about this team bringing in a good quarterback. They've got a solid offense already. Oregon State, DJU, I think they are absolutely a dark horse. They're in the conversation. They get, you know, they've got games with the, you know, three of the four teams that could be you know, in front of them. And if they can win two or three of those, or two out of the three, they can be in the, in the discussion uh, with tiebreakers and everything like that to be in the conference title game and win it themselves. Not to make this a what if segment. What if it's Ben Cole Branson? Then he 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 transferred, didn't he? No, that was Chance Nolan. That's right. It was it was Chance. Ben Cole Branson's still at quarterback. He's got experience with that system, though, and was not bad at all last year. I'm just saying. um, Like either way you dissect it, Oregon State's pretty safe at the quarterback spot. I think that oh, they're I'm not very safe. To make that argument. I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm just asking you. What if it is? I, what if it's I still, not I still think, I still think they could. They were what? I mean, you know, they got up to a really good. I'm start not. I'm not asking. Rolling. I'm not making. I'm, they, I'm just asking you. <laughs> I'm not making you defend your pick. Yeah, I, st- I still think. I still think they're a dark horse, even if it is Gold Branson. Like, I I understand that pick with Gold Branson even. Yeah, they they they, you know, that could have been a season changing injury when when nolan went down instead they you know i wouldn't say they got better but they played some really solid fundamental football they worked their strengths very well late in the season i mean they didn't throw a pass in the entire what second half against oregon in that game to win you know they Mm -hmm. didn't if they if you don't have to if you don't have to throw the ball around to win games the way that they've got their system you know, I mean, that's that's tough to beat if when you wear opponent down and, and keep the clock moving and methodically, you know, work the system, keep their offenses off the field. 
I absolutely think they can. And if they want to go with DJU, they'll be getting at least somebody that I feel like is a better passer than Goldbranson. Not to say that Goldbranson can't have improved himself with his, his throwing in the offseason. But, I mean, we we know what DJU is, is capable of, his talent, what we've seen at, at Clemson before things kind of went off the rails a little bit at the, the tail end of his, his last couple of years there. But I, I absolutely think that this is a dark horse team to win the conference. I, I right there with you, BJ, like they are probably the safest bet of that fourth through through 10th grouping there um, to be a dark horse pick. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like you were saying, Damian Martinez is one of the best running backs in the country, quite yeah. frankly. Um, they return a lot of production on that offensive line as well. Yes. That defense returns most of the production from last year. Yeah. And is going to continue to be a very, very, very solid defense there in Corvallis. And DJU. If if that works out, we know he's got talent. We know he's got a lot of upside. Benville Branson is very experienced in Jonathan Smith's system. Mm-hmm. He's very safe as a backup. Like this, he it, it is definitely the safest bet of all the all of the dark horse candidates here. And that's who I've got as my dark horse candidate as well. All right. Well, um, go ahead and do it. Oh, I know what you want to do here. Who'd you say, Cam? He said, Oregon I have Oregon as well. State. Well, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do what I wanted to do? <laughs> I, I... Because, because I know, I know what you, which team you've been hyping up this off season. You're you're wearing the team that maybe you shouldn't be for this team, but just because they're cross town doesn't mean that they couldn't be a dark horse to win the conference. Oh, you actually think I was going to put UCLA? I thought you were. I really legitimately thought you were going to say UCLA is a dark horse. That's who I thought you were going to say as well. Me too. I thought you were trying to get me to say Colorado. <laughs> no. To be honest, that's what I thought you were trying to do. Um, no. We, we know, now, now we know, know how you feel about that. completely sell our integrity for views. Um, I'm going to say Arizona. Actually, um, okay. that's who I was going to go with. I think that they have a really good opportunity to have a much better year. Than he did last year. Jed Fish is, is doing a lot of good, really winning in the recruiting uh, battles right now. I, the mm-hmm. five star they got, highest rated recruit I think they've ever had. Uh, defensively, at least, I know that for a fact. And they just continue to get better. They continue to improve. Jaden Delora comes back. Jacob Cowing comes back. Like, this is a very, very good team um, for Arizona standards. And they return a very, very good portion of their offense. The biggest question for me is defense. They're not going to win games with their defense this year. They have one returning starter overall. One. Sorry. They have three. I think they've got a couple transfers that came in that, that probably helped out a little bit, but they, they don't have a lot of returning production defensively and in projected starters. Yeah. I think that's a spot where they have a little bit of a, a struggle point, but I like the offense. I really do think that in a, in a league of quarterbacks, 
I think UCLA is well off, and I and I really do think they they have a good opportunity to to be one of those teams that that just steps in out of nowhere. I have UCLA as a nine win team, so for me, it's it's not about UCLA being bad. It's just they're a nine win team that's still sixth in the conference for me. Like that's how that's how, how close it is. it is. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. So Arizona's not up there for me, so I'm not gonna act like like they're just a better they're a better pick for me. Um, to be honest, I, I like Arizona, I really do. I think they're gonna have a good year offensively. Defense is just a little bit of question. Um, but you know, we'll see. I don't know. I can't can't speak too much on it. We'll just we'll kind of let that play out. Um, I knew I knew Oregon State would be gone, but I was really shocked you were thinking I was gonna go UCLA there. Um, yeah, I've been talking really good about them because I do I do believe they're a good team, but I'm just not putting I'm not putting them in that conversation uh, mm-hmm. as a dark horse because they're just not for me. They're not in that mm-hmm. in well, since, like that. Like I don't I don't know that you guys truly believe Oregon State's a dark horse for you guys, but since I left them open, I think that's why you took them uh, because I think a lot mm-hmm. of, I think both of you have them very high in your rankings, uh, four, yeah. third or fourth in some. So like uh, maybe fourth or fifth um, interchangeable I, I with have Utah, but like. I was gonna say the they're up there for me too, yeah. so I don't. I I think because I think when we talk about dark horses, it's because there's not a whole lot of people, at least in yeah. But in I think Wyvern. a lot of people are really riding the like a lot of people have been discussing. You remember last year in the Big Twelve, it was all like Kansas State. Kansas State's a dark horse. Well, mm-hmm. at some point, they're no longer that, and yeah, I think they're actually. A, 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 I think some of us caught on to that Kansas State just before it became like ah, that's not really what it is anymore i think oregon state's kind of in that conversation a lot of people are really having a lot of conversations with oregon state involved in this pac-12 race mm-hmm. and i as not to say it turns out the same way kansas state did last year but it is to say that that there are already a lot of eyes on oregon state i wanted to kind of go just yeah. a different direction that's a whole. Uh, yeah that's i think fine. there's a lot of eyes on ucla too because i think people are really interested if it's dante Moore um or if it's one of the guys who were there experience. Well, I was going to say, if you want to, since we were talking about kind of where we feel like everybody's going to finish, we have something that we can show. We do. But first, it's that time of the show because I forgot when we got into this. It's ad time. <laughs> so if you will, um, get that off of the screen. This is not a Pac-12 ad. This is a this is a SeatGeek Fanatics and Public ad. Click the links in our description below to find all the best deals on every single website. Um, I believe the link for Fanatics gets you free shipping, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe the T Public link has just sales already for all of our merch, if you want any merch. And the SeatGeek link also gets you $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek, which I could have used earlier when I bought my tickets for UNC versus South Carolina on September 2nd, but instead I didn't because it's not my first purchase and I got, um, I got taken out back by, <laughs> by SeatGeek and their, and their fees. But Hey, that's, that is what it is. That's, that's um, all right. <laughs> you, you know, I know that's an ad. I know that's an ad. I know somebody's not going to be happy that I said that in the ad, but man, look, let me tell you something. Okay. The deals on the seats are great. Do not get me wrong. No. The deals on the seats are great. 
damn the service fees. And it's like this with every website. I haven't yeah. seen a website. I think SeatGeek's the best of them all with the yeah. service fees. So don't get me wrong. But it's it's something that wow, that, they suck, man. If like, if there's conversations like the government's gotta get involved to stop with the service fees, like that's that's a little bit ridiculous. Like we shouldn't have to I bought shouldn't two have tickets. get to that point. I bought two tickets. I paid mm-hmm. half of what I paid for my tickets. Uh, well, I paid half of what I paid for my tickets on top of my tickets um, for this game this week. And, and I'm not trying to say that to be rude or, or you know, yeah. or discredit this this company. I know you got to make your money, but eighty dollars per ticket for a service fee. Like I look, I know I got the the bougie seats up in the front, but come on, man. Well, and I it's got, not I got that, ground level for that. I was just saying, it's not like you're actually getting a physical printed out ticket. What what fee service wise, or other than just saying, okay, here's your information. Here's your now here, yeah, here's a here's the the man. link. Hey, to, I'm excited or, though. I, let me let me be real with you guys. I'm extremely excited. I am going to the North Carolina South Carolina game. I'm going to game day. Um, there will be a vlog for all of this because there's no way I'm not getting a yeah. video of this stuff. This is. Oh, yeah. Definitely the biggest event I've ever been to, uh, college football game related. Um, probably other than USC Notre Dame, but I think this is bigger for me a lot more from a fan side than an actual person. Um, oh, yeah. and just being yeah. there, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was gonna say, uh, for f- fanatics, it's not free shipping, but there is a sale going on right now. I thought it was. I always, at, I keep thinking it's free shipping. I don't know why. Is, no. is that no longer a thing? Maybe that's it, it used it, to be. It, I don't think it? it. I don't. I was gonna say I don't think it was a thing, but they do have deals going on all the mm. time where you can yeah. get free shipping. Oh, yeah. They've got a sale going on right now. One day somebody's gonna get me a script so I can read that damn thing and I can stop making things up as I go because I don't know anything about any of. So we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it figured out for you. But uh, uh, I was just say, T Public also has sales on our merch. So if you want to get yourself a coffee mug, one of these. If you've got this stickers. far in the show, leave a comment that says, "Get this poor man a script," um, <laughs> <laughs> or well, something that says, "I'm shocked you can read." Uh, and, no, I'm just there you um, go. Well, there I mean, no, <laughs> you might be. Uh, but anyways, we. We appreciate them hopping on board, and I know I kind of went into a little rant, but man, I could not believe it. But it's it's that way for everybody. I, I yeah. checked. Mm-hmm. Service yeah. fees are bad, man. Like that's just yeah. a thing, and you know yeah. I feel bad it, for all the people a- buying Taylor Swift tickets, um, because I I don't even want to know what kind of these hoses you. I don't even want to know what kind of holes so. been mm-hmm. drilled into your wallet. Um, I know, I know. Ticketmaster, Game Time, they're they're all. It, it's all. Once again, I say, it always sucks. oh, the humanity. <laughs> um, so let's move on. Yeah, so it's not anyways, funny. It's not funny, it, man. It, it, it is funny. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> sorry, I gotta gather myself before we do this. Our pack twelve. Maybe. Um, so our Pac-12 media standings have come out. This is, this is a media poll from the Lowdown guys themselves. Three guys participated uh, because Colin was extremely busy this weekend, wasn't able to be a part of it. Um, so hopefully we will have him be a part of the ACC, which is the next show, by the way, just as a quick little plug there. Hopefully. Um, On Wednesday. Colin returns and we have another vote here for 
and we will have another vote, but it'll it'll be kind of like this. It's just a media poll style thing where we all determine what and who belongs where. So, with that said, I I shouldn't have done it. That was my fault. Anyways, uh, if if you saw that on YouTube and thought that you your phone broke, it didn't. Uh, that was my bad. <laughs> um, no, you are not having an aneurysm. Oregon. No. The number one team in our Pac-12 media poll, followed by USC, uh, who got one vote. Uh, Oregon had two. That's what the parentheses are, um, just so you know. In case first you, place uh, votes, yeah. Yeah, those are your first place voters. Uh, Washington, third. Utah, fourth. Oregon State, five. UCLA, six. That's your top half. Uh, follows by Arizona, Washington State, Cal, Colorado, Arizona State, and Stanford rounding out the field. Stanford in last, and they were the unanimous number 12, as they were when we said worst team in the conference. Now, I will say, um, I think this is good, honestly. I think this might be as close as we're going to get to perfection on, on any of these. Well, maybe there's another conference or two, but I think Top to bottom, I really think we're pretty on, pretty spot on with this. So, I like it. This is different than what we did last year. Last year, we kind of let everybody give their rankings, and it just it didn't it didn't work for me. I don't know about you guys, but it really didn't work for me. So, decided upon something else. I think this works a little better, and it, it definitely yeah. came out better. Now, I know the graphics lopsided, by the way. So, before I see a comment, well, why didn't you even it out? Um, I asked. It's about called. That. It's called. I got to make life easier on myself. So I'm using kind of the same graphic template on every single conference. So some conferences do have 14 teams uh, for the time being. I know that's going to be shocking this here uh, maybe a decade from now when it's 25 teams per conference. <laughs> but for the time the being. The fact that somebody even went back in the history book to try to find what the Pac-12 used to be like. They're trying to cancel Hopefully me. Hopefully you're um, doing your flying car. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Maybe in 10 years, somebody's going to know what, oh, the humanity really meant. Um, or maybe not. Um, but anyways, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Uh, we were talking about the... Leave my graphic alone. I, I made it. <laughs> I tried really hard. Uh, my mom's going to put it on the refrigerator later. So, actually, my, my grandma's going to put it on the refrigerator later. Don't, don't forget Good. to add the macaronis. Yeah. With the chicken strips? Yeah, and the barbecue sauce. <laughs> I think that's two different minds, buddy. Um, anyways, I don't know why we keep doing this. Um, <laughs> because it's just how we are. If you, if you're, if we're ten episodes in, if you haven't figured that this is, well, we we've tried to be a little more. We've tried to be a little more, you know, down the but no. normal sea, so we don't run people away, but. It's over at this point. <laughs> um, it, it's because we started the show so late. It's it's Pac-12 after dark for a reason. That did kind of work out, didn't it? Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Thank we're, you, we're family, for a last-minute plan. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what I needed tonight. Was, I was to yeah, say the the longer this goes, the more in the dark I actually will become. By the way, so oh, it's it's the more, and more chaotic. Outside. There's a reason my light's on well. for once. Um. Anyways, finally getting back on topic. Favorites to win the conference. So we know two people picked Oregon as their conference champions. Um, mm -hmm. We know one person did not. 
I know who that one person was. BJ probably knows who that one person was. Um, and Cam definitely knows who that one person was. So, <laughs> wow. um, if that didn't tell you, Cam was the one that picked USC. So, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, BJ, what are what is your conference championship prediction? Yeah, I've got the Oregon Ducks in the conference championship game defeating for the second time this season the Washington Huskies. I've got Oregon over Washington twice. Oregon in Seattle beating the Huskies, and then Oregon beating the Huskies in Vegas. That is my Pac-12 championship uh, prediction. I have Oregon over USC in a rematch uh, from a game in Allison Stadium. It'll be in Vegas, of course. I'm taking Oregon again to win that game and and get two. I know it's hard to do it twice. It really is, so maybe I'm wrong there, but... um, We saw it with Utah over USC last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. At least we're not quite the same, but yeah. Yeah. Cam. Then I have USC defeating the Washington Huskies in Las Vegas. Um, wow. yeah. So nobody went a different direction. That's kind of, no, kind I was going to cool. say the, the thing for me, I, I legitimately spent at least, 15, 20 minutes on one specific game that if I flip the outcome of it, because I very easily could have seen the outcome of it flipping, it changes the entire conference race. It changes who's in Vegas. It changes probably the conference champion. So this is, this legitimately, this conference is one to watch like every single game that is going to be between at least, I would say the top half of, of the, the conference teams. And that's not to say that you shouldn't be watching teams like Arizona Washington State, Colorado, you know, you know, I, I think that there's really no, you know, true bad conference game this year because they're all going to have at least some level of intrigue. And because it's the so. last year this that the is, Pac's going to have 12 teams. Look, I, I've, I've said it. This is the must-watch conference. I don't care about national championship picture. This conference is just must-see football. It's got the best quarterbacks mm-hmm. top to bottom in any conference of any conference. Mm-hmm. And there's no questioning that. I don't think even – I don't think anybody can question the level of quarterback play in this conference. No. You can't really question the overall games because we've watched these games for years now be just extremely chaotic. I mean, mm-hmm. you go back to 07 when Sanford beat USC in a night game at the farm. Like, yeah. that was big. No, that was, that was at the Coliseum. Was it? Oh, yeah. okay. It was at um, the but, I mean, just a couple of years ago, uh, UCLA was down like – 30 something points against Washington state and came back with like 42 points in like the span of the second half or something. It was one <laughs> yeah, crazy that's not game. the only time that's happened. Yeah. Like, like 67, 63. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Well, that was, that was a and M. I was, I was meaning just the mm-hmm. Washington state game. I know. Yeah. I know, but but, yeah. This is a conference that is notorious for cannibalizing itself and quite frankly, beating the shit out of itself and playing itself out of, Multiple playoff appearances. Well, that's a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah um, you might as well get your pennies worth. Get them in now. Um, <laughs> yeah. All it, right. It, it's going to be a fun conference to watch. Absolutely. Like, like I said earlier, that fourth, I, I, I had multiple teams at multiple places when I was filling out my my own personal schedule over here. Like it's. Yeah. It's going to completely cannibalize itself once again. 
Like it, it's chaotic. It's fun. It's Pac-12 after dark. You gotta love it. Got All right. Well, oh no, no, no. Get that back up here. We got one more thing. Win totals. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. My degenerate app is open. Conference of champions. My degenerate <laughs> app is open. Uh, sorry, BJ Cam. You guys are not legal we're yet. Not in, so. We're not in degenerate states. So here we go. Arizona. Four and a half. Hammer it. Over. Um, even though everybody else has already hammered it. That's an over. Yeah, hammer the over. Over. Arizona State. Four and a half. Under. I know it's your team, Cam. And I, I've already I've already done it to you once. Cam do with no questions asked. He just I put it down. Like yeah. I want you to know. Like I, I as much as I like Arizona State, we are a crappy team. Like I'm I'm going I'm gonna tease the over. I'm gonna tease it. I'm gonna tease the heck out of it. Don't because don't play yourself. I'm not saying that they're. Nope, you already did. Game I'm over. not saying they're a bull team, but they might have a chance Do going into the Arizona game. Like I've got them. So, I got five wins for them. I am really Literally about just, to contradict myself here. Okay. By the way, to Arizona State and Utah State, like Utah's you head to head, Utah State's my one. So. It's kind of like me. Like I got, I have two teams, and I have a bunch of like meme teams that I like, like <laughs> Rice. <Yeah. laughs> like, like yeah. I I have SMU, um, but SMU is only because I'm I'm just meat riding over here, as according to the rest of the panel, not myself. I don't. I don't At least do he that. owns um, up to it. But I I have two straightforward: Michigan, mm-hmm. South Carolina. Those are my those are my teams that I legitimately. Then I actively cheer against. Then I actively cheer against BYU. <laughs> well, you know, and Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, BJ's what a, a Georgia fan now, right? I'm not even going to justify it with a response. <laughs> so Cal, um, five and a half. I'm contradicting my prediction of five and seven. I'm hitting the over. Jake Spavadol. That effect on the offense is going to get them a six win somewhere. I go under. I go under five it and a half. Six and a half, right? No, five, five and, and a half. half. Five and a half. That's a tough Slight one because it feels mm-hmm. like Vegas is right on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I. I have them sitting right at five and seven right now. So that's so an under, buddy. Under. <laughs> but at the same time, if you ask me tomorrow, I might be over that. That's why I just said I'm contradicting yeah. myself. Like, I have yeah. five and seven, but I really f- see a way that, like, my five and seven is just what I think they'll be favored and kind of if, if everything goes right. You know, I have a couple mm-hmm. upsets here and there. They could go get a six win somewhere, and you never know. They might win. Yeah. Who is it? They play Auburn week two. Yeah, they play Auburn. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. They could, they right could pull week a big upset after there. dark. I mean, you never yeah. know as well. Uh, Colorado at three and a half. I over. I'm hitting the over. Cam four or five. I I actually have the over as well. I'm gonna bring y'all back down to reality because I'm going under. Eminem couldn't snap you back to reality. Um, <laughs> oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes Oregon. gravity. Choked. 
careful. No, we're not, <laughs> we're not getting copyrighted here. Um, Oregon, nine and a half. I'm going over. Over, baby. And granted, I have them in a very precarious position. I think we're all in agreement yeah. over here. Uh, Oregon State, eight and a half. Man, Somebody's got to go under here, so I'm going to go under on eight and a half, but it, it's eight. <laughs> so that's where I stand. That's what I was about to say. Vegas is is literally. And again, it's it contradicting perfectly. because I got nine and three, but I'm just. You found, I'm, you I'm found Cal's upset or something, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I've got them nine and three. I'm teasing the over. I, I ever so slightest of overs. Nine and three as well, so very slight over. This is tough. This is going to be one that you don't know. Um, well, I think maybe it, this this is one that just it feels like you're going to hit the other. Um, Stanford two and a half. I'm hitting the under. I'm going under. I'm going under. The under is actually. Vegas, um, you are spot on because I. The, un- the under is not favored, by the way. The over is favored, somehow. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just if they if they see a win over a Cal or a Colorado, and I don't have I have them two and ten, no wins in conference this Thanks. year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be I rough. We, it's going to be a rough year. I think we have them all at two and ten. With no wins and conference. And we this unlike last year, none of us said a single word about anything having to do with any of these conferences before we did our predictions. Yeah, yeah this that's the thing. Like none of we us had some agreement uh, last year. We went back and forth last year and actually talked about it privately before we went, and that I think really skewed the results of what we did. Yeah. So we we, we went a different route with it. We we really haven't talked about any of this stuff. We've had. Maybe a couple conversations just about teams specifically, but it's not yeah. really about the conference as a whole. Yeah. Like it's not previewing our preview. It's just it's, us yeah. talking. Yeah. It's not and or, not or even nor- like, like normal conversations. So it like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I don't know. This is or like texting with each other that like this like conference. just a random thing. That's yeah. Funny. yeah, yeah. UCLA eight and a half. I'm gonna go. Oh goodness. Contradict once again. I have them at nine and three. I'm gonna go eight. I'm gonna go under on that. I'm gonna say they go eight. Well, why do you do this? I would have done it if you hadn't. I've got them at nine and three, but I, so I'm. I guess I'll take the over. But I was gonna do it. So I much. actually have them straight up at under. I've got them at eight and four right now. Well, I mean, I'm just being straightforward. Yeah. Like I'm looking at it. And I'm like. If I'm taking like I'm looking at this from like the betting perspective from here on out, and mm-hmm. I'm just simply like, mm-hmm. like if I had to take something, I'd go under. But yeah, I do have them at nine and three. So yeah, yeah. It USC once again nine was- and a half. I think that's an over. Yeah, it's it's an over, but I. <laughs> I yeah, that's a definite yeah. over that I'm I'm very shaky on because the if the defense is unable to replicate I don't have a problem the, with USC getting a 10 win season. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think I have a problem with them when like a bet on them winning a Pac 12 or, or making the college football playoff, but I don't have a problem with betting them at 10. I think they're I think their floor this year is nine and three. I really don't see them losing 
more than right. three conference games, and and that would be a disappointment. But, but quite clearly, but, that's what this means, or they would have said yeah. like eight and four. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Um, yeah. Utah. Cam, what did you say? You said over, right? Uh, yeah. For okay. USC, yeah. Utah, eight, eight and a half. This I'm going to go over. Um, I don't know that that contradicts what I said in my in my so. predictions. Because you, uh, you said like eight and four would be like, no, it would be 10 and two with anybody else's schedule. Right. And so um, I, don't, I don't think that contradicts anything that you said. And I'm right there with you. I'm also now the under's favored here, and I could see a route to the under, especially with. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm going to go over anyway. Come back to me, Cam. I I I have them at over. I literally have them at nine and three, though. Um, yeah, I'll go over, but man, I don't know. Uh, Washington yeah. nine and a half. I'm also hitting over, but that's that's right a hammer. 10. Yeah, that's a hammer to me. Well, yeah, I I've got the. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Um, six and a half, Washington State. <laughs> I'm going under. I, I couldn't even have them making a bowl game, and I feel so bad about it. But I have changed my their tune. lack of experience defensively. Really, it, really if you, hurts me. If you had asked me like two hours ago, I probably would have said over. I'm going to say under. I still have them at six and six making a bowl game, but. It's it's I, I, it's right there, neck and neck. Yeah, I too have them at six and six, um, making a bowl game as well. So very slight under. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that one. I, <laughs> I I just looked at it. and I'm like, man, I really gotta really gotta explain myself here. Um, not really though. Like, I just don't have them making a bowl game. I I don't. I don't know I how much I trust on their defense. I really don't. That's yeah. the only spot that I'm just I'm so questionable. I don't really know what I feel with them. So it's it's all about finding that a middle ground, I guess. And um, like they make a bowl game, cool. But I'm not I'm not going with it. You gotta have somebody's gotta be below. And because I started myself on this over train uh, with like everybody from the beginning other than Arizona state. I, you kind of got to go under somewhere and I feel like I was on the, give. I was on the under train for the most part. I, I'm yeah. I it, like this conference was actually really weird. And you know, it's funny. I remember when we talked about betting lines and stuff, we didn't really talk about them on the show, but when we, when we talked about them during like during our free time, the Pac-12 tended to be the one that was really just difficult as a whole. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's an interesting every, spot. Every team has three or four matchups mm-hmm. that are just like who 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 really in knows the, in the right. If this goes right, so and so could upset so and so. Yeah. It, it happens. BJ, every- you, you you kept saying who, <laughs> and it was the scene from um, oh, what's it called? Um, Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street. Who, who? What are you, a fucking owl? 
<laughs> we should probably we should probably wrap it right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even know why that came to my Before mind. Before it devolves um, from there. Yeah. <laughs> but one last time, these are the rankings. Take a screenshot. Feel free to throw that in our face on Twitter in three months. We'll tweet um, it out. Five months, six months, ten months. I don't know. Um, come back whenever. Uh, but, yeah, we will tweet it out. Feel free to leave your comments below on that. It'll be probably posted in a lot of places. But, yeah, I just thought it was. <laughs> come on, man. We really. Oh, man. <laughs> We we truly are the wild child. It's it's this, it's, it's this, too late. It's, it's after just dark. the after Good dark, night. man. I'm tired. It's nine thirty. I'll see you guys on Wednesday at six p.m. I will not have Dudes. any plans getting my way. ACC six p.m. ACC preview. Don't forget it. Uh, check out tomorrow breakfast ball. Correct. Yeah. Making sure I'm correct before I yeah. really start messing things up. Breakfast uh, ball at night. 8 PM yeah, hey, I mean, there's nothing like breakfast or dinner once in a while. Um, I love it. So I will say that. Then you get Wednesday. It comes back to us. Uh, Lowdown College Basketball should be returning next Wednesday, I but I'm, I'm not yeah. fully for certain on that. It's um, every Everything has been indicated they'll be back on Wednesday, 8 okay. p.m. Eastern. And then Thursday, the Lowdown, as always. Mm-hmm. I'm not missing anything. I don't believe so. So with that said, mm-hmm. we thank you guys so much for tuning in. And remember, Wednesday, ECC preview.